One of my very favorite phrases I've said to the kids over the years is just because you're not being mean doesn't mean you're being nice. We have used that to talk to them about their own behavior, about the behavior of their peers, about people that they don't know, that they might hear stories about, whatever it is. It's such a good thing to remember is that You know, kindness comes in all shapes and sizes, and just because you're not being mean doesn't mean you're actually being nice or kind. And there's a lot of things that we need to be doing as parents to teach our children about kindness. I invited today's guest to be on the show because this is something so important in today's world, and it's an ongoing issue to talk about with our children and to notice if it's happening to them or if they are doing this to someone else. But I invited Nate Webb because he is a speaker and a professional school counselor who specializes in bullying and resiliency. Nate lives in Utah with his wife and two children, and from his own experiences being bullied as a kid and from his studies as a professional school counselor, Nate founded Bullies Be Gone, a social media platform that helps empower bully victims and change school climates. He speaks at schools to help share these tools in mindsets to help change the culture of schools into a culture of kindness. He is also the podcast host of Teaching Kindness, Bullies Be Gone podcast. I'm really excited to introduce y'all to Nate Webb and get this conversation going about kindness in our homes and remind ourselves that if we don't have these conversations in our four walls, someone else is going to and it's going to be the world and we need to be the ones to keep this foundation going strong, build our families even stronger and make sure we're talking about what matters. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. Now my mom who married her high school sweetheart, my daddy, Jennifer Zambia. If you have left a podcast review at Families That Stick Together, thank you for that. It really means a lot. I knew I tell you guys that so many weeks on this show, but it really helps people to know what to expect when they come to this podcast. And of course, it encourages me to keep going. I want to read a review that Laura from Celebrate in Detail left. It says, I love this podcast so much. Jennifer brings a light to parenting and families. The guests she brings on and the conversations are wonderful. Families need to stick together, and with Jennifer and her podcast, it makes it easier. Thank you. And again, thank you all for leaving these kind words. And yes, I think that 
there has never been a better time for more families to stick together and to just become strong the way God intended. But let's get on with the show because I do have another wonderful guest I know y'all are going to just love. Nate, welcome to Families That Stick Together. I am pumped to share you with our audience today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. Absolutely. All right. I I would love for you to briefly give your background mm-hmm. and how you ended up with a passion and a platform to help change the culture of schools into a culture of kindness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so back when I was, I mean, when I was little, little, you know, I got glasses, I got thick glasses, I got bullied. Um, and, um, being from a small town, um, sometimes you get stuck with a label. And so as the years got on, the bullying got worse. And I mean, if I had a whole hour just to talk about that, I would, but you name it happened, physical, mental, emotional, cyber bullying, it all happened to the point where right in, in high school or right before my freshman year, someone told me to my face that I should kill myself. And it was, it was incredibly difficult, but I was able to learn some tools and mindsets along the way. And I had a loving, loving father and parents and family that helped me to become better and not to become bitter. Well, I didn't think much of it after I was over it and everything. I was out of high school. I went and served a mission for my church um, in the Philippines for two years. And then when I came back, I went to college. And along the way, I found out I had a passion for helping kids overcome obstacles in their lives. And a lot of those obstacles were the same things that I had to overcome, except so many other kids were choosing to become bitter and not better. And so I started Bullies Be Gone in 2018. It's just a platform that I created on Instagram and social media and whatnot, just to talk about different mindsets and tools that I used and learned along my journey that helped me out. And then it turned into um, just, it's been able to grow and I've been able to help people and it's been so fulfilling. I think that's how so many of us come into a passion is because we've learned something from an experience that we've lived through, which is obviously Mm -hmm. what you've done, Nate, and we all appreciate your just courage to come out and share what has happened to you and turn it into something good. And like you said, make it into a better experience and not a bitter experience for yourself and for everyone else. I mentioned in the intro that you have your own podcast. It's called Mm -hmm. Teaching Kindness, Bullies Be Gone Podcast. I have heard you share your whole story there, which for our listeners, I would highly encourage you to cue it up and listen to Nate's episode called Fairfield Speech, unless you have another one to share. But that was posted on November 16th, 2019. And I have to tell you, I, I was in tears listening to it. And I, I mean, you are doing so much good by sharing that story in front of high school students and, and for us adults as well. I was in the high school community for so long and having them hear those things firsthand really is life changing. And for them to see you and feel you, it's incredible. Thank you for being inspiring like that for one. Thanks. You're so nice. You're very welcome. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I just couldn't believe what you have gone through and, and it was just incredible that you would share that and gosh, so shocking what people do, which is what we're going to talk about on this podcast. 
and how to, how to deal with that. But within your story, you talk about something really beautiful that your dad said to you. You had this moment that was profound for you mm-hmm. and what you would definitely call a turning point in how you looked at bullying and how it affects people, yourself and the other people that are the victims of it. Can mm-hmm. you please share about that talk you had with your dad? Yeah, for sure. So this talk I had with my dad, it was right after my freshman year or during somewhere in there. Um, homecoming had just happened um, and homecoming parade. I played the trumpet and right before the parade a group of boys threw me in the dumpster. Um, and the year before that, that same group of boys held me down during football practice and took turns kicking me in the crotch. And so I was really struggling with what people thought about me and why they were doing what they were doing to me. And I honestly believed I had done something wrong, that there was something wrong with me because kids don't just do that. Right. And so, and so I had started to change who I was and I had become someone who I wasn't proud of doing things that kind of made me miserable just to try and gain acceptance from a group of people I didn't even like. And so my dad pulled me aside one night and he just asked me, Nathan, do you know who you are? And I was like, uh, yeah, I know who I am. I'm me. I'm the only me there is. I'm extraordinary, blah, blah, blah. I know what you're going to say. He's like, well, no. See, the reason that you care so much about what these kids say and do is because you are believing the words they say. Maybe you don't know who you are. And because of that, you're allowing their words to define you. And you're allowing their words to dictate your happiness. And you are letting their definition of you define you. And I was like, holy crap. I'm allowing the words of 10 to 15 people totally dictate who I am. And I was also like, well, crap. How do I figure out who I am? Because I've totally lost myself over the past years trying to gain acceptance from these groups. And my dad was like, well, that's the beauty of it. You get to decide who you want to be. Who do you want people to think of when they think of you? Someone who's kind, funny, respectful, respectable. Like, what do you want people to think of when they think of you? And then just align your actions with that person, with who you want to be. And so it it did take some time. But as soon as I knew for myself who I was, and for me, that was first and foremost, a child of God. That I had a loving father in heaven that always, with no doubt, would love me. And that secondly, I had a loving family here. And then all the other things I got to choose for myself. I was like, you know what? I am smart. I am kind of funny. Maybe a little bit annoying too, but that's okay. I am a great person. I'm pretty flipping awesome. These bullies don't know anything about me. And as soon as I realized that for myself, they lost all of their power. They could say what they wanted, but it would fall on deaf ears because I knew for me who I was. And nothing they could say or do would change that. Some kid afterwards, I remember sophomore year, kind of stood me up in the hall, pushed me up against the lockers and was like, you're dumb. You should go jump off a cliff. You're ugly. Go find some friends. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. That's not me. Because I know who I am. And maybe you don't know who you are. And maybe that's the reason why you're treating me that way. And I'm sorry, man. I, I hope you find yourself, but. I'm not your puppet anymore. And it was, it was truly liberating to choose for myself who I wanted to be. 
That's incredible. You really said that to that guy? I did. I think both of the brain cells in his brain exploded at that point. That's an amazing response. Sorry, that's bad that I think that's amazing, but it is. Gosh, what your dad said to you is so beautiful. And what so much of this mission of To Gather Moments is all about is empowering us as parents to build families in our own home that where we can forget what's being said out there and build our family strong because we are taking time to speak the words that matter. And mm-hmm. I, gosh, your dad's awesome. Is he going around giving speeches? <laughs> um, so he, <laughs> he, he works in the mental health field. He works for Utah State University helping therapists do the same kind of thing for their okay. clients. So he's doing some pretty incredible work then. He is pretty cool. I want to know, did these kind of conversations with your dad then continue? I'm guessing that wasn't the first time that he had said something like that to you, but it was the first time where it you were like, wow, okay, now I get it. And then did these continue throughout your high school years? I mean, yes, they, they, they continued to happen. Don't get me wrong. We definitely had our rough patches where it did not happen. <laughs> and those things were not great. But whenever whenever my parents noticed that I was in a dark place, they always took the time to check in and call me out and ask about the dark place I was in. So you just talked about the 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 dark places that you might have been in. And I think mm-hmm. we as parents, we look at those like you shared, your personal experiences of being bullied, some of what we would call are the standard, quote unquote, bully tactics that people Mm -hmm. might think about. But I'd love for you to identify any other ways bullying happens to our children, the things that we may not think of as serious or the events we may completely overlook. Give us some examples and why we need to notice these happening around us in other children and in our own children and how we we might even be able to find them. Well, it mostly just comes from talking with your kids. There's a lot of different red flags that might pop up. If you find out that your kid was physically abused in some way, and I feel like a lot of us, myself included at times, throw around the word bullying kind of loosely. Um, you know, when kids experience unkindness, a lot, of, a lot of times they perceive that as bullying. If someone shoves them in the hall, they're like, oh man, what a bully. When that person might just be having a bad day and he had an unkind moment, it did not mean that he was bullying you. Unkindness isn't illegal. Um, bullying <laughs> is. Um, bullying is, it's repeated behavior meant to harm in some way, shape or form and it's habitual. And so some ways though that your child that the unkindness your child may be experiencing is affecting them negatively, we always want to help that. Whether it's bullying or just unkindness, we always want to help that. Um, some, of the thing, some of the things that always go underneath parents' noses is what's happening on their kids' smartphones, the way that kids are being treated on their smartphones and treating others on their smartphones. And the best way to, to, to see those things, to see if people are sending your kid inappropriate messages threatening them, stuff like that, or vice versa, is to check the phone. You are their parent and you own their phone. So you can check in on their phone to see what's going on. And then also some red flags to be looking for if your kid, like you might suspect, 
something going on. If they have a sudden change in mood or behavior where, where they used to be happy, um, they used to be energetic, talkative, and then over a course of many days slash weeks, they become withdrawn. They become kind of depressed-like um, or sad. Probably a good indicator that something has happened. And if they, and if when you ask, hey, what's up? Like, I've noticed you've kind of been down lately. If the word they say after that is fine, it's not fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so that's, that's when it's time to go for a good walk because kids are always prompt to open up when, when we're side by side and go for a good walk and, and talk. Um, but yeah, those are some of the things to look for. Okay. So I have a couple questions here. The first one is being around high school students on speeches or in mm-hmm. talking to parents and things. Are there any other hidden things? Social media is the obvious one, I suppose, where you're feeling like kids are um, trending towards bullying? Mm-hmm. I would say the other one that might go under pe- underneath people's noses, watch the way that your kid interacts with family, cousins, aunts, uncles. Because a lot of the times we are very quick to brush off and defend, oh, Uncle Joe's just like that. Don't mind him or stuff like that, where some of that behavior and when I say that behavior, that is a very wide range of anything that gives you a red flag, unkindness, ways that other people treat other people, different things like that, where you might be like, um, let's not talk like that in front of children because we don't want them being jerks to each other. I, I know you're being sarcastic, but they're not picking up on that. They are eight and they're going to treat each other like that. Um, but a lot of times we are quick to dismiss behavior of family members um, because, oh, they're family. That's just the way they are. N- no, we can still set some boundaries so that our kids aren't thinking that it's normal to be a jerk. Yeah, I think that's something to think about is sometimes it's a, it can be close to home. And because we're around it so often, we do dismiss it. Or maybe a big brother doing it or big younger sister or whatever, just keeps picking on someone. Again, maybe not the clinical definition of bullying, but the unkindness over and over. Are we, yes, are we brushing it off as some kind of, oh, that's just who they are or are we really addressing it? Good point to bring Mm -hmm. up. I know you guys are loving this episode with Nate and we will get right back to it. One of the things that we keep talking about is connecting with our children and making sure that we are talking to them and we know what's going on and we're having these heart-to-heart conversations. Well, I know that that doesn't always come easily and it doesn't come naturally and sometimes it can feel a little awkward. So you know at Together Moments, we make it super simple with our sticker question prompts. You can get those through Together for Family Dinner, Together for Advent, our seasonal products. But did you know you can also get free Together products for your family? You can go to togethermoments.com free. And one thing that we have right now that you guys will love is our Together for Road Trips. Download it, print it at home, just punch a hole through it, put it together with a ring or a ribbon, and you will have 16 conversation starters right there for you to flip through in your car and get past one word answers, lead to something so much more, and really connect with your family. Grab yours at togethermoments.com slash free and print it off today. Okay, Nate, here is your question from Together for Road Trips, our free downloadable version at togethermoments.com. Name a job someone could have 
that is extremely valuable but doesn't get many accolades? Well, I think anything in the trade industry. There's so many valuable trades and so many people are pushing college and universities and four-year this and six-year that and master this and bachelor's that when there are incredible opportunities. I'm a high school counselor and so I tell kids all the time that aren't, don't feel like that they're book smart and everything, try a trade school. Be an electrician, a plumber, a welding technician. There's so many different aspects out there at trade schools that don't get noticed that provide incredible value to the society that we are in. This is a great answer. And as a former high school teacher, I completely agree. Yeah, I think anything in the trade industry is fantastic. Thanks for highlighting that here. I was going to say one other thing. You you were talking about asking your children, finding out if these things are going on. Are they just saying, fine? Do we see a change in behavior or whatever it is? I find that at, at the middle school years, now my oldest is 13, so I, I don't have all the experience going forward, but I'll let you know in a couple of years that this, this one still works. Um, <laughs> one, one question that I will ask them a lot and get them to open up a lot about is, what happened today at school that was really annoying? And it gets them to say anything like, teacher did something, student said something, something happened in the cafeteria, whatever it is. And, you know, maybe it's super minor. It has led to some more, not serious things, but things that we've had to expand on and discuss more. And Mm -hmm. then it's also had those days where they say, no, actually, today was a really good day. And Mm -hmm. then you really get that answer as well that, yay, you had an awesome day at school. Okay. Tell me what was so awesome about it. I think Mm -hmm. that's a great prompt though to be asking our children, tell me what today was annoying or tell me what felt annoying today or did anything annoy you? Something along that. I love that. That's yeah. That's a great thing to ask. Nate, the conversation starter lady, me, (laughs) wants some more conversation starters from you but I want it about something else. Not if our children are being bullied, but can you please give us some really great prompts that we could easily use to talk to our children, to teach them to never act like a bully to someone else, or to just talk about this whole way of being kind, but draw attention to the unkind things. Give us some ideas for starting these conversations. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, First and foremost, (laughs) when you're starting these conversations, I always like being side by side, not really squared up because we're inevitably taller than our kids. So they're going to be looking up and we're going to be looking down. But if we're side by side, either on a car drive or walking, it really loosens the tension and it makes it feel more casual and conversational. And they're way more likely to divulge stuff to us. But some conversation starters, one could be, hey, did you notice anyone being mean to someone else today? And they could be like, oh, yeah, like there's one person doing X, Y, Z. They're in high school. They're seeing it. Okay, just flat out. They're going to see something. And then you could dive down of, man, yeah, it is sad when other people try to make someone feel small so that they can feel big. And we never want to do that. And then you could even dive down like, what do you think you could do if you see someone getting picked on? Uh, Nothing. I am scared. 
What do you think would happen if you said something? Dive down a whole role play conversation almost of how to stick up for people even. And that's a good one to start with. Have you seen anyone being mean to someone else today? Some kind of similar to what you asked, like what annoyed you today with, with how people are acting today? Or did, has, has anyone been mean to you or heaven forbid? So I noticed you've been kind of on edge lately. Have you been mean to anybody at school? Has is school going all right? Like, honestly, I'm not the best at not being awkward and having smooth, like, so how's it going? Give me the goods conversations with kids. But I am good at just asking them like, Hey, did you notice X, Y, and Z going on today? Did you notice how that made you feel? It didn't make me feel great either. And we can always treat people good. You gave a couple good points that I completely agree with and have seen so much success within our own family. The side-by-side thing is important that I think we don't always consciously think of, but the car ride in particular, (laughs) nobody can escape. So turn off the radio. Don't make it intimidating, but make it fun. And our kids do tend to open up a whole lot on those car rides. I have four children, and if I have one of them alone in my car, I turn the radio off because they want to get so chatty because we don't have that one-on-one time so mm-hmm. much. And and my kids will just open up and start spilling everything. It's It's a very interesting phenomenon, really. It works. Well, I mean, it's because kids yearn for connection. People, humans, it is in our human nature to want to be connected. And a lot of the times we overstimulate our senses to stay busy because we feel uncomfortable with silence, with boredom, with those things. But when we stop overstimulating our senses, our need for connection will always shine through. And so that's why the kids, they're also uncomfortable with silence. They don't want silence. And so they will also, that's when they'll start opening up and connecting. That's also why kids tend to get over addicted to social media because they feel they need that more connection in their life. But I promise you, if you connect with your kids more than they connect with social media, or if you just connect with them, period, (laughs) they're going to choose you over social media every single time. Well said. You're my new commercial for Together Moments products. (laughs) Brought to you by Nate Webb. (laughs) Um, But really, yes, if we can have these ways that are not intimidating, that feel natural, that don't feel awkward, that that get our kids to open up and not give us a one-word answer, the results are going to most definitely be the connection because they want to be there. And the other thing I will say, even by this – seems like it cancels out the side-by-side thing, but eye contact is so important. So even if you are taking advantage of the walk or the car ride to to take the edge off, you can still get that eye contact in. And oh, yeah. you're not – the eye contact piece is that you're not distracted by anything else. So walking yes. forward or driving naturally says you're not distracted by anything else. But if we're in the – at the kitchen counter, you lean over, you make them yourself their height, you get that eye contact in. Something I like to say is, especially the moments where you want your words to enter into their soul, you need to be looking into their soul. So when you tell them that you love them, when you tell them that they will always be enough, 
when you tell them that kindness is always going to win and you want those words to be piercing into their soul, you need to be looking into their soul. It's true. That was a great way to put it and and to remind us all that that's where we have to be. We have to be making it matter and letting them know that the connection is there fully from us, not just our Mm -hmm. words. They're not just empty. They mean something. And that eye contact most certainly says that to them. Mm -hmm. One thing that I believe cannot be omitted from this discussion about bullies in 2021 is that if we or our children turn on any news, TV commercial, social media, sporting event, anything, we are bombarded with messages that I believe constantly perpetuate bullying, actually. I think everything is fueled by being nasty and mean and propaganda that's out there feeding lies. I I think there are definitely people trying to counter this for sure. But if we all took a snippet out of our day from any of these sources, it appears, quote unquote, mean wins. So without getting into politics here or talk about any specific situations we see out there, I'd love to hear your argument for why it is imperative that we as parents are teaching and modeling family the way God intended with faith-centered conversations around kindness in the four walls of our home. Because the truth is the world is going to teach them that, again, quote unquote, kindness means something completely different. Well, I mean, simply put, because kindness will always win. As the media will show us, the media will show us that life is this, the world is a scary, horrible place to be feared. But if we can show our kids that it is a wonderful place to be loved, and if we can model kindness for them, they'll see that kindness always wins. The best way to help a kid be kind is for us to to be kind first. Um, The best way to help our kid feel loved in a world where social media tells them to be mean, tells them to be a jerk is to love your kids louder than the internet can hate them is to let them know without a shadow of a doubt that they have parents that love them. That when they see their parents interacting with people online, that it is not cool to be mean because it's kind of dumb to be mean and that they see their parents being kind The reason that it's so important that we teach our kids kindness, that we model and talk about kindness is because kindness breeds happiness. And we talk about being around faith-centered, talk about kindness. Me personally, I'm a Christian and I believe that we are all children of God. And instilling them with that identity, with because they don't know who they are yet. And yeah, if you don't help them figure out who they are and tell them some truths that you know of who they are, some little building blocks that they can start with, social media is going to define them for them. And it's probably not going to be something nice. It wasn't with me. And if you can love your kids louder than the internet can hate them, then they're going to live a happy life. What a great way to say that if you can love them louder. And I, I don't think, as 
parents, it's always about fearing what people are going to say directly to our own children to put them down personally, but it's what their whole worldview is going to be shaped to be. I mean, it's, it's a gift to have these moments with our children to be able to speak these words of truth and that teach them what the kindness is and model it to them and dig deeper with them. And if we are not taking these small moments, it doesn't have to be an hour long walk. It can be a five minute car ride up to soccer practice where you get that awesome conversation in. But if we don't do it, the world most certainly will. I think we have to look at, especially in today's world, every moment we have, if we don't take advantage of it, we're trading it for something else. Doesn't always mean we're trading it for something bad because maybe we're handing them to soccer practice where they have this amazing coach who is speaking good truths into them. But what are we trading every little moment for when we hand them the cell phone? What, what have we just traded? Or what are they getting their information from? Whatever it is. And that, again, is why I'm so passionate here because if that communication breaks down within our family, our families will break down. And that's when our communities break down, our society breaks down, our culture breaks down, and the kindness is gone. Nate, I, I love the work you are doing to just bring this forefront and make it shine in a world that doesn't always talk about kindness or it gives an excuse for kindness. Is there anything else you want to end with that we didn't get to cover about what you do with Bullies Be Gone? Just that. I want everyone who's listening, whether you're a parent, whether you're a child, please know you are wonderful. You are worthy and you are worth it. And it's going to be okay. We're all doing the best that we can. And even though there's sometimes where you may not feel like that you deserve happiness, where you may not feel like the world is going your way, you do. You deserve happiness because you are a human being on this earth. So don't give up on yourself. And I think we just went full circle because it goes back to what your, your dad said to you. Nothing is wrong with you. Don't gain acceptance of who you are or what your parenting is or how you're raising your family from people you don't even like <laughs> or not even that but people you don't even know mm -hmm. don't you are don't let the definition of who they think you are dictate who you think you are and yes we are all children of god first and we're put here to raise our families to be strong the way god intended and there's a whole lot of really great places we can seek the help from and, and the advice from, and it doesn't have to be the world, which is why I have people like you, Nate Webb, on here <laughs> to introduce you to this together family. Well, thanks. Here's the question I ask every guest. What is one thing helping your family stick together right now? So one thing that is helping my family stick together is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, because we know that Jesus Christ died for our sins that he loves us and that he knows every single thing that has gone on or will go on in our life. And he has felt it intimately felt the things that we will go through. And if we ever feel that we are alone, we only have to go on our knees and say, heavenly father, are you there? And he will show you his love. That is what keeps us together right now. Because that is the number one thing that we know about ourselves is that if nothing else, we are all children of God and he loves us. 
Thank you for sharing that answer, Nate. Yes. If we can bring the gospel of Jesus Christ into our home and make that our foundation and everyone commits to that, how does this world change? I wouldn't have a job anymore. That's be sure. (laughs) (laughs) Bullies be gone. All right, Nate, I'm positive that everyone has enjoyed this episode and would love to learn more from you. So tell, uh, tell them, all of us, where we can find you on social media and also how we can get you to come to our school and speak to our, our families and children. Absolutely. Shameless plug time. So um, my Instagram is at bulliesbe.gone. Um, and everything, all my other links, my podcast, Teaching Kindness, Bullies Be Gone podcast, um, my website, bulliesbegone.com, everything is linked to my Instagram. So at bulliesbe.gone. And if you want me to come speak at your school, your church group, your district, anywhere, my email is bullies.speaker at gmail.com, which is also in the Instagram. Um, so go over there, hit me up. I would be so happy to go over and share this message of kindness with every single person that I can, because there's so many kids out there who don't think they are worth it and they need to know that they are. And I'm guessing you do this virtually right now as well. Yes, I do virtual. I do face to face. I will do a home visit if you want. I will. I will come to you where you are. I just actually just got my virtual setup at home. So I have my office set up, my home set up. I will do what is needed to help save these kids. That's incredible. You're doing such great work. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if there's any moms in moms groups out there, that this would be great for a mom's group speech or just like you said, come into your home for that virtual talk with maybe eight to 10 parents or whatever. So I envision people could do this with their grade level, just their circle of friends, whatever. Yes, everything. And I really, really, um, I do workshops about um, how to raise resilient kids in a tech-heavy world. Um, I do workshops with kids on how to become better and not bitter when life throws us obstacles. All the things, all the things. Hit me up. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Nate. Thanks for being here. And bullies be gone. Yes. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.